Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Hey, what's up, y'all? Alan Kenny, host of the Blatant Homers and Podcast, part of Crimson and Cream Machine on the SB Nation Network of Podcasts. We're back for another edition of Picks Trying Not to Suck. We're all the way up to week 13 of the college football season already. Uh, the skinny is uh, still out to a lead here. He's going to tell us a little bit about his uh, trip to uh, Sin City last week. We'll talk a little bit about uh, what we saw the Sooners against Baylor and uh, look ahead with our picks for the week. So let's go ahead and welcome him on. Skin, what's up? Oh, you know, still uh, <clears throat> recovering from little sleep and uh, long days in uh, Vegas, but uh, doing well. Nice, nice. Did you, uh, you know, uh, make out it come out ahead by the end of the trip? Or <laughs> I don't know if ahead, but I made a nice rally there All Saturday right. night. But, you know, I did exactly what Vegas wants every sucker to do and, um, <clears throat> you know, came in and started betting on college hoops and all kinds of crazy stuff, but, um, you know, it's, it's fun to be able to watch a game and have some money on it. But, uh, I think if I had been more focused, maybe I, maybe I would have come out on top, but you know, it was a good time. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I'm with you. Well, uh, I'm assuming while you were out there, you got a chance to watch Oklahoma Baylor, right? Oh yeah. 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 It was, um, you know, it, it was awesome. It's nice out there cause it started at like four, four thirty, Right. And so you're, you have some time in your evening afterwards. So right right well i mean uh you know quite a comeback obviously for the sooners um it's funny because uh you know i mean just the way that everything switched at, at that but at half there uh i mean it, it couldn't have been two two more different halves you know but it seems like oklahoma really i don't know i was watching it and i i wouldn't say that i was like exceedingly confident at halftime but at the same time watching it it just seemed like OU had made just a lot of bad mistakes that if they didn't do that in the second half, they might be able to turn it around. Yeah. Well, I guess you, you had more faith than me, yeah. um, but you no, know, I guess my whole thing is I just didn't understand what was going on with Jalen hurts. I, I literally was thinking like maybe his hand is hurt or something. Cause like not only, you know, he had a couple of drop dropping the ball, but like just those passes were had no zip on them. And you know, he's not Carter Murray, but like, I don't know what he was doing. It, it was just bizarre. I, 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 the whole game was bizarre. Yeah, that interception he threw. I mean, is I felt like watching. I mean, you could see it coming. Like as before the ball was even snapped, it felt like just the when he, you know the way that uh, everything was kind of set up there and aligned and. You know the the fumbles. I mean, gosh, you know. But I mean, finally, it, it, I mean, turnovers are such a big equalizer. You know, you, I mean, you saw it against Kansas State. You know, oh, you nearly let Iowa State back in the or did let Iowa State back in the game. Nearly lost because uh, essentially because they went. You know, uh, they were negative two in turnover rate uh, in that game. And then uh, there, you know, three of them in the first half that put OU in a lot of bad spots. 
to me, you know, the fact that they were able to get one uh, of their own there to start off the second half and then uh, just kind of wear, wear them down with that running game was really the big difference. Yeah, it was impressive the way they were kind of able to shift and take what Baylor was giving them and, and just kind of methodically uh, drive the ball there without, you know, particularly without CeeDee Lamb and, and kind of the big play that he brings. Um, you know, it almost kind of worked in their favor just wearing Baylor down. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's go ahead and uh, get to our picks this week. You went, um, we'll say, 3-1-1 one, and one last week because I think you pushed with Ole Miss. But uh, you had Bama minus 21, and that was a uh, cover, although you know it was a costly game for uh, the Crimson Tide. Navy plus 9.5, uh, they got blown Oof. out. Uh, as I mentioned, Ole Miss pushed at plus 21. You had uh, Florida minus 7, that, uh, that hit, right? Let's see. Yes, yes, it yes. is. And then, yes, and then Virginia Tech minus 5.5 again. Uh, they also covered, so that's 3-1-1. One, and one. Um, for last week, taking you to, let's see here, you've hit 33 out of 59 games for about 56% on the season, so not bad. Um, I, let's see here, I had Iowa minus three, that was a winner. Iowa State minus six and a half, that was not. Mizzou plus seven, that was not. Uh, Wazoo minus ten and a half, they covered, and then Tulane minus three and a half, they did not cover. So, uh, two out of five last week for me. I'm at thirty-one out of sixty for the season. So, still a few games behind you, but uh, we still got a couple weeks left here for me to make up some ground. So, why don't we go ahead get into uh, this week's picks, and uh, I'll let you start off. What's your first one this week? Yeah, I'm I'm looking at <clears throat> excuse me, Illinois. Uh, going into Kinnick, you know, obviously not an easy place to play. Um, but, you know, I think I was coming off kind of a big, obviously a big emotional game. You have Illinois um, who had the week off and uh, has been playing considerably better as of late. Um, so I'll take Illinois, especially, I mean, 15 is a big number against Iowa or for Iowa. So I'm going to take Illinois and the points. Yeah, that this is one that I'm looking at actually now. That I'm wondering uh, if it's might be one that I end up playing because the idea of Iowa beating anybody by two touchdowns at this point, by 15, season, right? yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I guess the one thing to consider there would be that I, I believe Illinois has already locked up its bowl eligibility for the season. So you know maybe they. Uh, Maybe they're uh, you know they're playing with a little less urgency, but we'll see. I mean, it's Illinois; you can't really take anything for granted there. So, yep. All yep. right, so that is Illinois plus fifteen. All right, I've got an underdog myself here in the Big Ten. I'm going with Indiana plus eight and a half. I I, I understand that getting out in front of Michigan right now might not seem like a very good idea the way uh, the Wolverines are playing. But, you know, they had the uh, in-state rivalry game that they were clearly pretty jacked up for last week uh, with Michigan State. Next week, they've got their bigger rival, even with Ohio State. This is kind of sandwiched in the middle there. And Indiana has played really hard and really well this season. Um, I think that, you know, eight and a half, I, I, like, the, I, I like the chances that uh, the Illini can kind of keep it within a touchdown. You know, they, they kind of run a wide-open offense. And they like I said, they're playing really hard this year. So... I'll take the Hoosiers plus eight and a half here. Yeah, it's probably no play for me, but if I was going to go, I, I tend to agree with you. All right. Uh, what's pick two for you? I'm looking at, at the Washington Huskies. I'm breaking all my rules. I'm going back 12 here. Washington <laughs> Huskies going into uh, into Boulder this weekend. Washington is a two-point 
uh, or sorry, two touchdown favorite. I I still really like Washington. Um, I kind of put them uh, right there with with Oregon and uh, and Utah as sort of the class of the um, of the Pac-12. Not to mention, I, I think they're really well coached. Um, so I I kind of like that line. I'm going to take them uh, and uh, laying the points this weekend against uh, a very mediocre Colorado Buffs team. Yeah, that Colorado team. I mean, their defense is horrific. Uh, you know, but it's funny. I was actually uh, talking with a bunch of uh, Washington fans about something last week, uh, completely unrelated, and they found out right about college football. So they started asking me, and they, you know, they were asking me what I thought about uh, what's going on with them this year. And you know, watching them it just seems like Eason makes more mistakes than most of Peterson's quarterbacks do. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's still, it's still. I mean, it's a kind of a meat and potatoes team still. You know, but. That just seems to be the difference this year with them. I've, you know, I I played them a couple times earlier this year and got burned in games that I probably I felt like I should have won, but you know, but for Easton's mistake. So I don't know. We'll see. Um, all right, so that would be Washington minus fourteen at Colorado. Okay, um, my next one, Big Twelve country, Texas and Baylor. Now this is an interesting Ooh. interesting game here because you got two teams that are coming off pretty deflating losses, you know, with Texas uh, taking it on the chin there late, and Baylor, you know, choking away a big lead in the second half. But here, I kind of like the Longhorns plus five and a half. I wish I had, um, you know, a real, you know, kind of, uh, I mean, intricate or, you know, explanation for why. But I just kind of think that looking at Texas has has the better players. Uh, and, you know, Baylor, uh, it, outside of if they didn't get those two turnovers against OU, I kind of wonder what their offense would have looked like and if they'll be able to move the ball all that consistently against Texas. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and since I'm getting getting points with uh, a team like Texas that I, I feel has the better roster, I'll take the five and a half. Yeah, I think that's – I looked at that one. I'm kind of a no play just because – I don't know where either of those two teams' heads are going to be at. And maybe, you know, I, gosh, I don't know. I guess Baylor has more to play for, but, um, boy, I don't know. Yeah, that's, that, that's a tough one. But but I do kind of agree with you. I mean, I think I, I'm just – this is weird to say after – last weekend but I, i'm just not totally sold on on baylor so yeah i mean baylor was living on the edge all year and you know i mean yeah it, it's there's a potential there for him to kind of uh and kind of skid to the finish so yep all right um i'm looking at tennessee going into mizzou uh mizzou this started out at a touchdown now mizzou's only getting uh, sorry laying four uh, you know, Mizzou's, a, a, I don't know, it's weird because I look at a lot of things like S&P Plus and I see them, uh, you know, uh, ranked higher than I would imagine. Uh, and I actually got to watch some of that Mizzou-Florida game. Mizzou's actually acquitted themselves fairly well. Um, you know, they had a kind of a turnover late that really made that game uh, kind of a bigger margin than, than what it was. So I'll take Mizzou... Um, laying four at home yeah this is a tough one i definitely looked hard at this one for a little while uh you know tennessee has actually played pretty well i think they've covered something like five straight games yeah uh, they played much better yeah but you know um something about that line seems kind of kind of kind of like it stinks to me like 
that there, it seems like ten, Tennessee is going to be a very popular underdog this week. So uh, I, I, if, if I were to get on that game, I think I'd be with you and I'd go that way also. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. All right, let's see here. My next one, back to Big Ten country. Nebraska, minus five, traveling out to Maryland. Uh, you know, Nebraska still, I believe, playing for bowl eligibility. Uh, Maryland, uh, that's not that's not in the cards for the Terps this year. Nebraska actually did not play that poorly last week against um, Wisconsin. They had a shot there late to uh, score and potentially kind of uh, you know get within one score and maybe have a shot there late to you know get an onside kick or something like that. Uh, it seems like they're playing better and they haven't really given up on the season yet. They've they've kind of uh, you know smoothed out some of the rough edges around there. I think that they go into uh, College Park and I think that they put the hammer down. Okay, yeah, that's a no play for me. <laughs> but, <laughs> all right, all right. Um, okay, so I'm going to break another one of my rules for a second week in a row. I get, but I'm looking at uh, Notre Dame. They've got. Uh, Boston College coming to town. Uh, Notre Dame is a 19-point uh, favorite in this one. Uh, and maybe I'm just jaded because the only time I've really seen Boston College this year was against Kansas. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. and gosh, Notre Dame looked good. Granted, I, you know, I know it was Navy. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I think uh, Notre Dame seems to be playing a little bit better. You know that I know that Michigan game was just. Uh, I th- I think that was more of just a, a bad timing and and bad week for them. Um, so I'm gonna go ahead and take Notre Dame, um, laying the points. Wow. Okay. Yeah. 19. That's a lot for Notre Dame. But uh, I I mean, <laughs> at this point, can you, I can't fault anybody who wants to fade uh, Boston College. They look terrible. Um. All right here. You know, okay, so I, yeah, I'm with you. I kind of went back and forth here, you know, ironically looking at Navy, but then I ended up setting them aside. But I do like another game in the American, and that is <laughs> Old Standby, Tulane, plus six. Uh, they let me down last week, of course, but, uh, you know, this week they've got uh, Central Florida coming in. Uh, they, you know, Central Florida hasn't really seen a defense, or pardon me, an offense like what Tulane does. And on top of that, Central Florida is really not playing well kind of here down the stretch. Um, I think that uh, the Green Wave, uh, you know, I, I've, I'll just take the points. To me, it just seems like uh, they've been good to me for the most part this year, especially as a dog. So I'll uh, roll Tulane plus six. Yeah, no way. Uh, you know, I, I I took Tulane last weekend out, out in Vegas because of you and uh, paid, <laughs> paid dearly. So. Yeah. Uh, they also no. had like they I mean they had some they had some bad luck with fumbles and uh field position. So I think that uh you know that kind of let let things get out of hand there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um you want my last one here? Yeah, give give me your last one. All right, I'll stay in the same conference. I'm looking at Michigan 14 and a half 
USF going into uh, – I always get it confused. USF, that's in Tampa, right? Tampa. You yeah. I mean Mem- Memphis, uh, Memphis, not Michigan. I'm, I, yeah. What I say? I'm yeah. Memphis. Yeah. Excuse me. Memphis yeah. going into USF. Yeah. Uh, minus 14.5 for Memphis. You know, really been impressed with what Memphis has done this year. Um, you know, obviously uh, they still have quite a bit to play for here. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and um, take them against what I think is, is again, a pretty me- mediocre USF team uh, with the 14 and a half. Yeah, USF is just weird. I mean, you know, you figured last week they would get blown out by Cincinnati. They ended up uh, taking the, the Bearcats there to the limit. It's just such a strange, strange program. You know, at one point it looked like Charlie Strong was on his way out. Who knows? Maybe still. But yeah, that's a that's a that's a strange one. Um. All right, my last, my fifth, Arizona State plus fourteen and a half. Uh. You know, granted, Sun Devils had much like Baylor, kind of a bad kind of letdown loss, you know, real deflating loss last week with Herm Edwards going for two in the win and not getting it. Uh, they've got Oregon coming in. And, you know, I feel like with Arizona State's defense, they uh, can, you know, keep it keep it close against the Ducks, who, in my opinion, they're, they're a good team. They're bordering on overrated, and we can talk, I think, a little bit more about that um, when we maybe talk here in a minute about the playoff rankings. But um, I like Arizona State's defense to keep them in this game. Uh, I don't think they'll get the outright win, but I, two touchdowns is just a lot for a team that uh, defends that well and against a team that isn't overly explosive in uh, in Oregon. All right, so let's go ahead uh, review here real quick. Uh, Skinny, you have the Illini- uh, Illinois fighting Illini plus fifteen, uh, Washington minus fourteen at Colorado, Mizzou minus four hosting Tennessee, Notre Dame minus nineteen versus the mighty Boston College Eagles, and Memphis minus fourteen and a half versus USF. Uh, I'm taking Indiana plus eight and a half, Texas plus five and a half, Nebraska minus five. Uh, my Tulane Green Wave plus six and the Arizona State Sun Devils plus 14 and a half. So let's talk real quick before we go get into OU uh, TCU a little bit about the college football playoff rankings. Um, you know, looking at it, I, I think that it's kind of funny because I can still see envision a scenario here where um, OU actually ends up kind of working its way up into the uh, top four there. I know that, but people seem to have uh, at this point, just written off, uh, written off the Sooners at this point. Yeah. And we see this a lot with OU with a loss and particularly with, you know, historically their, their schedule, you know, uh, um, the past few years has been kind of backloaded, you know, in in the November period. And and they tend to, you know, it's kind of the committee, you know, they tend to have the ability to get some good wins, you know, unfortunately, this year it just seems like everyone mm-hmm. in the Big 12 is kind of cannibalizing, with it, cannibalizing themselves. But, um, yeah, I, I can certainly see it, particularly if it's going to be uh, Utah as the Pac-12 mm-hmm. champion. Um, and, and, you know, and some – I mean, when you look at it, the resume, I mean, particularly for Utah, I, I just don't see it. Mm-hmm. Um you know, plus some of that, I hate to say it, but name recognition bump does seem to matter, obviously. I mean, right. Um, to right. some extent. Um, yeah, I mean, but, you start but, to you start to look at it and think about the teams that are where and where they're ranked kind of, you know, at this point. And 
I mean, OU's got a win against you know a couple top twenty-five teams there uh, in Baylor and also uh, Iowa State. They potentially will have a shot for another one there in Bedlam at the end of the season. So that would be another, and then they they get Baylor again, presumably in the Big Twelve title game, assuming they keep winning out. So you know you start to kind of stack up a few uh, a few big wins there late, and then. On top of that, I mean, I'm with you, and I, I think at you, at this point, I think Utah's a better team than Oregon too. I mean, I think that if they if they played in that Pac-12 championship game, I'd favor the Utes. Yeah, agreed. I mean, the the thing that could, the the thing that would really hurt OU, I think, is just it, chaos elsewhere, right? It, you know, it, it, Penn State beats Ohio State, or, or mm-hmm. you know, that yeah. Georgia beats LSU kind of thing. That that's where you know that would really hurt their chances, but. But otherwise, I'm kind of with you. I kind of think, you know, oh, it, the, oh, OU needs, you know, obviously OSU to win this weekend. I think Baylor winning their next two games would really help. Um, you know, they, they need a little help from some of their uh, Big 12 brethren. But mm-hmm. um, I, I'm, I'm with you. It's, it's right there. Um, yeah, they also need to. I mean, they need to be dominant. You know what I mean? The that's next the other weeks. thing. Yeah, yeah, the whole game control thing is – you know, I don't know. You mm-hmm. could, I guess, we could debate that all day. But yeah, the, the, this weekend in particular, it'd be nice if they covered. Yeah, yeah. So let's go ahead and talk about uh, Sooners and Horn Frogs here. Uh, you know, TCU historically, they haven't really. Uh, they had, last time they beat OU straight up was 2014. Um, you know, they've had their moments where they've you know been able to kind of keep it close against OU, but. Uh, for the most part, OU's kind of own TCU, and this is a really strange TCU team. You kn- you're not mm-hmm. quite sure what you're getting every week, you know? Yeah, and that's what scares me about this. I shouldn't say scares me, particularly for – I think if you're talking about OU need – I think OU wins. If you're talking about them needing to win convincingly, that – I mean, both these teams are, are, are not exactly the most consistent, right? Mm-hmm. Or at least OU over the past few weeks. So – um, it's kind of not hard to know what to expect from, from both of them, especially when you think about OU coming off of, of last week's games. But I, I tend to think, you know, we'll see if CD Lamb plays. I, I think he should, right? So, yeah. um, you know, I I kind of think OU comes out motivated after last week, and I'm just I'm not super high on TCU. So if you made me take that line, I think I would take OU in the points. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you on that. I think that uh, you know, I'd be surprised if CD Lamb isn't playing this week. Um, and you know, I think that knowing that OU needs the kind of the style points here, um, TCU. I mean, they do a few things. I mean, Duggan, for example, he, you know, has that mobility that has given uh, you know OU trouble out of quarterbacks. You know, kind of you know, especially when the middle of the field opens up and he takes off. I mean, he can he can move once he gets in the open field. But they really only have uh, one receiver, maybe two, who you know really scare you. Decent running game, but not a lot to speak of in the offensive line. And uh, you know, you you kind of think that oh, you might have a shot to kind of bully their their front, which is you know smaller and you know easier to kind of move around so i could see you you uh you know kind of running away with this one i think it, i'm with you that you know it's not one of my official picks this week but i could certainly see the sooners uh covering the 17 and a half and and doing so pretty easily yeah agreed all right totally agree. all right well we'll see how it goes man but thanks thanks so much for coming on and uh best of luck this week man i appreciate it 
All right. Thanks again to the skinny and thanks to you all too, for joining us. Uh, make sure to wherever it is that you get your podcast rate, review, subscribe, just makes it easier for people to find us out there. Uh, thanks again for joining us. And for the blatant homers and podcast, I'm Alan Kenny. Take it easy.